What's up, what's up, what's up? You are now tuned into What's the Word podcast. I am your host, Just Jazz, and I have three main goals to encourage you to grow godly character, to equip you to live effectively in today's society, and to open you to salvation through Jesus Christ. So ditch what you heard and let's discover what's the word. Welcome to episode four, scholars. I am so very grateful for you. Don't forget to click the link in our show notes to sign up for our emailing list. We have some wonderful things coming up with that, so stay tuned. I want to start off with some wins for the week. Before this month ends, I do want to recognize how God has been so faithful in my life. And this month marks six months of my personal Bible study. And y'all, it continues to blow my mind. And now it has transformed into something that can stand even the toughest of times. It is now a conference call. And I love it because it takes away from what I feel the hypocrisy is around church where you have to be somebody. You have to look a certain way. Everything has to be together for you to enjoy God's work and that is not correct. So I'm just so very grateful of what it's doing in the lives of those around me. In the four weeks that our Bible study has been going, we have been in the book of Ezra talking about how hard it was and how challenging it was for the Israelites to rebuild their life with God. Not only were their lives in ruin, but the place where they were about to begin their new life was also destroyed. Ezra's story can be found in the Bible in Ezra chapter 7 through 10 and Nehemiah chapters 8 through 12. If this is your first episode listening with us, I strongly encourage you to listen to the previous episode so you won't be lost. After studying Ezra's life, I sat down and I realized that he was a strong leader, but he didn't get caught up in that. Which reminds me, when we're being obedient to God, we can't stop and see who's taking notice. We just have to continue to obey his will and his way. Ezra's mission was to go back and teach the exiles more about their religion. Basically, he was going back to tell them what the word was. Today, I want to remind you that it is not personal achievements, but personal commitment to live for God that's important. Last year in July, when I began to prepare for the upcoming school year, I remember writing down some goals in the front of my agenda. And one of my goals was to become a model. And I was very specific. I wanted to be a model this year. I didn't know much about modeling, still don't, but I knew that by 2020, I needed to be a model, period, poo. As I went back to reflect on some of the goals that I had achieved and some of the goals that I still needed to work on, I realized that I wasn't as specific as I could have been. I just put that I wanted to be a model. And if you were listening to last week's episode, you know that I said I didn't have role models to tell me what to do, but I had role models to tell me what not to do. And so I wanted to reverse that and become a model. And I'm just so very grateful for God with the Bible study. I feel like I am a friend that can learn alongside with you as well as encourage you to do what's right for God and whether you believe it or not you're being a model for someone who is in your life whether they tell you or not they are watching you they are watching how you react to certain things they are watching how you maneuver through certain situations and why not be a positive example of what to do instead of them saying okay I'm not gonna be like that person Ezra didn't have time to get caught up in the hype because he was so busy doing what's right It's easy nowadays to get caught up into the latest trends or the latest hype and what everybody else is doing, but nine times out of 10, that's the enemy trying to stifle your creativity. Don't fall for the hype, sis. Don't do it. Ezra, whether he knew it or acknowledged it or not, he set the stage for the people's commitment with Nehemiah in the years to come. What if we had parents that didn't set us up for success? We wouldn't want to be that same way with our children we would want to put them ahead 
So I encourage you right now to be the change you want to see. Seriously, if you did not come from a successful family, please make sure a successful family comes from you. Raise the bar. My children already know what they should know. Doing what I did is not enough. You got to go higher than what I did. I've already laid the foundation. You have a role model to follow. Ezra did a lot of great things in his life, but his great things were only accomplished because of his starting point. His starting point was God's word. He studied it, he applied it, and he taught it to others. This made him role model material for sure. Some strengths that Ezra displayed is that he was committed to study teach and follow God's word. It's not enough to just read the Bible and to know all of the great principles in it. We now have to study the word, apply the word and teach it to others. I always say the game is to be told, not sold. Ezra also led the second group of exiles. And I know that you're saying, oh, that was easy since the rebel had already did it 80 years earlier. But that's where his strength comes in because not only did he have to follow Zerubbabel with 50,000 people, he had to do it 80 years after Zerubbabel had already left. The first wave of exiles were only in captivity for 50 years and they were so reluctant to go back. So just imagine the second group of Israelites going back. Scripture also tells us that he only had about 2,000 families with him. Which makes me glad that he lived when he did because if he lived in the time that we live in now, he probably would not have taken that journey because Instagram would have told him Zerubbabel already did that and he was greater. He already got all the likes. You can't do it. Don't let the enemy steal your joy. Ezra also was super concerned with keeping the details of God's word. A lot of the exiles went back and they kept the laws that they wanted to keep. They kept the laws that made them feel good, but then they strayed a little. And I feel like that's what people do with God's word. We take God's word, we read it and we say, "Eh, I like this part of God's word. I must stick with it. I don't know who needs to hear this, but we cannot pick and choose which part of the Bible we want to follow. We cannot pick and choose which part of the Bible we're going to believe to be fact and which part of the Bible is outdated and not for you. I actually want to challenge you to seek God to find his greatest commandment. There is one. And I promise you, it will challenge you to show up as your best self every day. No excuses. One of the lessons that we learn from Ezra's life is that a person's willingness to know and practice God's word will have a direct effect on how God uses his or her life. I remember saying years ago that I wanted people to see me and see God. I wanted God's light to shine through me when people saw me. But if I'm being quite honest, all I knew about God's word is what the preacher taught me. And so now I can look back and say, wow, it was at that moment when he said, if that's your prayer, I'm going to build you up. I'm going to build you up in this way so that I can use you. Another lesson we can learn is that the starting point for serving God is personal commitment to serve him today, even before knowing what that service will be. So a lot of times we want God to use us for his glory. We want to be the token child of everything right, perfect life. But some of the times... Majority of the times, that's not how God wants to use us. Majority of the time, he needs to use us in real life ways that can get real life people connected to him. The book of Ezra opens with God's temple in ruins and the people of Israel captive in Babylon. Ezra tells about the return, the rebuilding and the restoration of the people. God is able to do the same for us right now. No one is too bad for God's forgiveness. Just repent. 
One of the lessons that kept repeating itself was the effectiveness of fasting and praying. Fasting showed their complete dependence on God, and fasting also gave them more time to pray and meditate. Too often, our prayers are fluffy and superficial. On the other hand, serious prayer requires concentration. I want to encourage you and a friend to do more of both and see how it affects your life and the lives of those around you. Someone is in need of the prayer that's on your heart. Speak to God genuinely from your heart and watch how he moves you to be a role model for others. Once again, I would like to thank you for tuning in to What's the Word podcast. If someone was on your mind while listening, please send them the link. And if you really enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Make sure you connect with us on social media, on Instagram at underscore underscore what's the word podcast and on Twitter at underscore underscore what's the word. If no one has told you today, I appreciate you and I love you. Be sure to tune in to next week's episode where we will talk about the book of Esther. Now go be a blessing.